You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. All right, friends, we're recording. Hello. Hello. Hi. We're back. We are. So is Riverdale. It sure is. Two-week hiatus. Was it? Yeah, two. It, it felt two long. It felt like a lot. I don't know why we had a two-week hiatus, though. So. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe they had to keep mixing singing voices? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was a sound-heavy episode. Literally took them a while to get to where they were. Um, or no time at all. Like, no time <laughs> spent at all. No, that looked like time spent. The mm. reason we're talking about this show in a manner that we have never talked about it is because, surprise, this musical episode was musical. I'm sorry, I'm a little tired. <laughs> I'm a little um, tired. This was a musical episode. So we're back with Farrelith again, who oh, is hello. our resident musical oh, yeah. uh, expert. I like um, musicals and absolutely nothing else. She is the artistic director oh. of Geek Enders. She is a highly talented uh, performer who trained in New York. And mm-hmm. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, is a huge Broadway nerd. Easily the biggest Broadway nerd I know or have ever met. Aww. Um... And thus, the perfect consultant, because she actually is familiar with Carrie the Musical. Um, <laughs> Only one of the few. <laughs> oh, well, uh, it's, it's had a resurgence in popularity recently. They did an off-Broadway production of it. Uh, Carrie is famous for being bad, and it's one of those shows that um, they bring back, back to try and fix, but you can't fix because it's just bad. Um, like Cats. Uh, <laughs> I hate cats. Cats is. Um, I also hate fans of the opera. Cats is a masterpiece that changed the face of uh, no. dance theater forever. Well, did it um, though? With iconic characters like Mr. Mistopheles, <clears throat> the Rum Tum Tugger, Jandy and Dots. Anyway, we've, um, met, we've mentioned that Chloe's also a New Yorker theater snob, right? Of, of a different. In my opinion, the only strain. musical that Andrew Lloyd Webber ever wrote was Jesus Christ Superstar. Your opinion is wrong. Andrew Lloyd Webber also wrote By Jeeves. Okay, I haven't seen that. It's amazing. It's an adaptation of the Bertie Wooster books. Really? So Riverdale. It's fantastic. So Riverdale. So Riverdale. <laughs> it's Andrew Lloyd Webber podcast now. All right. Um, okay, Carrie is. Famously terrible. My textbook in musical theater school for Broadway flops was called Not Since Carrie. Famously, at the opening night of Carrie, the audience booed it. And as uh, Betty Buckley and um, I can't remember the original actress for Carrie came out on stage, they leapt to their feet in a standing ovation. Right. Um, so the actors were amazing. The score is repellent. As I'm sure you saw with us tonight. Yeah. As they picked I'm all sure the best hear. songs. They picked all the best songs. The World According to Chris is fun. Um, um yeah. What, uh, what um, theater did it premiere at? Do you know? No, I'm sorry. Okay. Betty Buckley, though, here's some trivia for you. Not only was she the original Grizabella in Cats, the musical, oh. but she played the gym teacher in the original movie of Carrie. Oh, interesting. And then she was the mom in the Broadway show. Hmm. Who I have come to appreciate through tonight's rendition by Alice Cooper oh, as a deeply <laughs> conflicted and challenging character I'm... all together. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, oh, a, lot, boy. a lot happened in this episode, and like I kind of just wanted Buffy the musical in the sense that I just wanted them to sing as much as possible, which I feel like they did, mm. but we kept getting distracted by the plot. Well, <laughs> the goofiness of the musical episode convention 
made me care so little about the Riverdale plot. Mm. Um, Which maybe says something about kind of... Maybe these plots are running a little thinner than I thought coming out of the... Into the hiatus um, hump. Because I really want to just hear this goofball pseudo-musical staging (laughs) by our gang. Oh, boy. Like, it could have been a bottle episode and that would have made me happy. Um, I was definitely caught off guard by some big plot at the end. And yes. things. I wasn't surprised, <laughs> actually, because I knew it was coming back at some point. I just mm. didn't know in what form, and then we got it. What yeah, a form. That's... Oh, wow. boy. I have a lot of feelings about that particular character that was involved mm. in that plot twist. It's complicated. Um, oh, do you? Interesting. I'm excited to get to that. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it now, but I'm I, I'm, a, I'm a little mad about it. Mm. Interesting. I'm a mad about it. It's, it's a weird choice. No, I don't think it is, based no. on the way that this season has been going already and i will tell you why good in about an hour (laughs) (laughs) um any more preamble that we have to say i need you to pass me a kleenex (laughs) (laughs) excellent (laughs) very important you all needed to know gang um i um i can't think of any other preamble that we need to encounter i mean i i i want to touch on the fact that um we are now straight through until the end i believe I don't think we've got any more hiatuses. I think we've got no, five episodes left I this season. Right. I just um, got a really friendly text from Panago Pizza. It um, They hope we're hungry and our order's on the way. Well, that's good. It's also becoming fairly tradition to order food uh, that we realize after ordering it, hey, that's going to show up in the middle of the podcast. If Jughead's not going to eat, I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there were so many, again, I'm just going to, okay, here's my shtick this episode. I'm just going to point out all the moments that Jughead could have been eating a burger. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the other great piece of vintage Archie Cannon that did come into play today. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, that was good. Well, y'all ready then for so some good, ready. good? Good, good, ready. good. Netflix, badoom, Previously on Riverdale, a fancy car. So inappropriate always Look at for all Hiram to give. I was so excited about Chuck coming, coming back. back because Chuck is a very good dancer. It turns out he can sing. He sings for like a single line on I liked his own. it. He's a very handsome man. I could have used more singing from select people overall, but I yes. was mostly happy with mo- with enough of the singing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Look at all these disparate plots coming back in play. Yeah. We're gonna burn this place down. But this is a great way to do it. That's kind of what they did with the last unconventional episode. They were like, mm. we have all these plots. We'll squish them all into one episode and make it artistic. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this. Like, switch. Like, here mm-hmm. we are. We're looking um, through their camera. Now we're looking through our camera. Yeah. Now we're looking through our camera again. So what this kind of tells me is that Riverdale really excels with creative storytelling. Yeah. Um, the Halloween episode was easily my favorite this season. This yes. um, was but also spectacularly this. Oh my gosh. Like reading... So extra. I know, but it's so great. <laughs> now we're... And... There she is, and singing, it's brushing her iconic ponytail. And it is so glee. This is the gleeest thing I've seen since well, glee. Well, this is from... Carrie, it's the, I guess it's, you know, them practicing their scripts. God, Carrie is such a bad choice for a high school musical. One, inappropriate. Two, terrible show. I think it's great, frankly. I th- I'm glad they picked an obscure musical. I'm glad they picked a musical with gore in it. Mm. 
Then why like, didn't they do, um, they could have done the Toxic Avenger. They could have done Zombie Prom. I don't know either mm. of those. Both musicals. of them are gory and not as inappropriate as this. Yeah, How is it inappropriate, though? What's the, inappropriate about it? There, we, there is a lap dance featured in this episode. It's, it's kind of like when Lee did Rocky oh. Horror. Teenagers but Glee knew that, movies. and this yeah, show didn't know that. Stage, yeah, but not on stage. Yeah, not, not in an official be... high school production. No. Like, well, my high school, there was definitely sexual innuendo. We had to change all the swear words in Greece. What? Yeah. <laughs> we did the Laramie Project. We changed shit and on then, a shingle to barf on a bun. And then they did... <laughs> uh, and then they did Cabaret, and then Urine Town. Like, oh, wow. My high school... Was like this high school. You need yeah, to realize where on the bell curve of high schools that lies. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Middle America small town high school is not doing year in town. Fire, but Ethel's I, back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she sings. I want her to sing more. I was so happy with singing Ethel. Okay, I want him to sing here's more. Kevin Keller and his vibrato. He's the only one who has the right style of voice for this musical, and he's directing it. We never actually see him direct. Here's how we can fix the episode. We have Kevin Keller in <laughs> oh the show, and then Alice Cooper directs. The show. If Alice Cooper is directing the show, she says to the actress playing Margaret White, she says, You're doing it wrong. Then she does Margaret White's song as the director of the show and okay, still has the moment from You're Betty right. done. <laughs> now, that is exactly just how Glee would have done it, though. It's, it's, it's it a big broke. Don't fix choice. it. I am enjoying the chair dance, though. Actually, you know what Glee does is put an adult in an inappropriate musical in an inappropriate role. Remember the Rocky Horror episode? Oh boy, howdy. The other thing I'm going to do is pay attention to Midge and Moose for like the entire, Mm. and Fangs for like the entire episode. Yeah, Fangs. (laughs) Just hanging out and touching Kevin casually. (laughs) Um, Interesting choice overall to let Tony and Cheryl's thing just kind of hang out super casually in the background. I liked it. Oh my gosh, can you not? The iconic role of Carrie White. (laughs) So, I just... All the main characters are leads in the musical. It's... Mm -hmm. Because Kevin cast his friends. Uh, What a jerk. It's what... It's it's what we all sort of do at some times. Why is this the first Betty's hearing of this? (laughs) (laughs) So... And you should do a musical with all teenage characters, Kevin. (laughs) Is there a musical that does that? I'm sure that I'd have to think about it. Here's I mean, Chuck. I'm so excited about this actor. Yeah, put him County Spelling Bee. Uh, well, Is no, well, there's two adult characters in Spelling uh, Bee, but yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, all the ones or, I can think of high school. have at least one teacher type. <clears throat> in my high school, we would we like incorporated the. Oh, this is Chuck. Okay, so how do we? Okay, mm. at the end of this episode, we have to have a conversation about men who try and redeem themselves. Hmm. Showing up, putting in the work, being a member of the team. Good for him. <laughs> your good man, Charlie Brown. There are no adult characters in your good man, Charlie Brown. Oh, nice. yes. You're right. To be fair, they can't do that every year, every school. Oh, only, I missed this Kevin's the first director. time. Mm. Mm. Betty Salt. Hmm. Things are strange with the four of us, and we're here for Kevin. You know, if Kevin had his own plot, you wouldn't have to be here for Kevin. Also, are you really here for Kevin, or are you here because Kev- cause Cheryl told you you're doing y'all's doing musical, and she told Kevin he's directing it? I think mm-hmm. Kevin picked the musical, didn't he? Mm. I don't recall. <clears throat> mm. Any either way, how did Cheryl exactly use this musical as a device? Clearly, this did not go according to Cheryl's plans. No, indeed. Um, 
as problems occur and sandbags start dropping. That hasn't happened yet, has it? Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise, someone wants to drop a sandbag on Cheryl. No, this is an incredibly bad way to deal with <clears throat> your clearly nepotistic casting. Yep. So inappropriate. Also, this is in um, <laughs> introducing the convention of the Dream Theater once again. There's obviously no music playing. Here's her in the context of the show. Mm-hmm. But it, it the problem with this episode of Riverdale is it doesn't commit to dream theater. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, oh, we're in our costumes and it helps me learn. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, we're, we're in a dream theater. Mm-hmm. I wish it would just figure out what it's doing. I found the pacing um, kept me from getting lost or overthinking about um, the dream sequences versus the, the how surreal and how much of a reality blur there is. Um I felt like it was overall very snappy um, with the cut to song, cut to this weird behind the scenes thing they've established. I I didn't think I would like it, the Jughead role in this, but uh, it worked a lot better as a contrasting pacing tool to me. Aw, Tony, so supportive of her girlfriend's ego. Mm -hmm. I wanted Tony to have some plot instead of just supporting her white girlfriend. At least she's got great braids. Mm. She does. Those are good braids. There's the sandbag. But why Cheryl? Like, why would the Black Hood be targeting Cheryl? I mean... It would make sense if the Black Hood was like, Betty should be the lead. But Well, the Black Hood was targeting morally questionable humans. I have a dark confession. That's Cheryl. That's a Blossom. Any Blossom. Oh. Here Here comes the pizza right in the middle of Kevin's confession. Oh, I have to go pay for it. That's (laughs) okay. Tell everyone about Kevin's confession. Uh, Well. Wow. Kevin, instead of telling his father, the sheriff, what's going on. Tells Jughead. Tells Jughead. I would believe that level of dumbassery (laughs) from anyone else Mm -hmm. but the sheriff's son. Unless Kevin secretly loves drama, but also people do get murdered in this town, so I don't know. Kevin does secretly love drama. We know this. This this is established canon. It's murdery drama. But yeah, I I don't think he would risk his show mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> this is my favorite part of this episode because one, mm. it's one of the least terrible songs in Carrie. I like the staging of it. And also KJ Appa is not a musical theater actor. Let's watch him try to walk and snap at the same time because he can't do it. <laughs> and it's very funny. And also the jeans are great. Those are great jeans. I, I wish they'd come back into fashion. Now, this is the one where all of the other random ensemble members appear, right? Yeah, like, who are they? all of the backup cast who can actually dance. Mm. Or a really great day call for a bunch of Vancouver actors we don't know. Yeah, I don't know who any of these was. people are. <laughs> I know, that is a little weird that we don't know who anyone is. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that is not what I ordered, but I'll take it. Oh. <laughs> uh, two liters of Orange Crush that just is appeared. not what, what I ordered. Order? I ordered a liter of Orango. I mean, it's only different by one letter, technically. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's just when I'm drinking a Rango, I can pretend it's healthy. So this is sort of the popcorn for us, I guess. Just watching KJ Appa's hips gyrate. No. And, um, if he could walk and snap, I'd like find it. it attractive. I was busy watching the actor playing Chuck Clayton. Who he can dance. Gonna look up. He can really dance. But, yeah. Um, yeah, KJ Appa cannot, and it's not, I don't like it. Look at him go! He can't. He's flapping like a chicken. It it fits so nicely with the with the like established canon though that Archie. Archie's the Finn Hudson of this. 
Archon is the Fit Hudson of everything. It's just, it's not world. fair. One of those ensemble dancers could have oh, played Tommy. Me, not you. <laughs> Sorry. Settle in, Chloe. Settle back in. And watch more plot that I super didn't care about the Don't first time through this because plot. I was. I just want to see more dancing. I was so swept away by the absurd musical numbers. I just really like seventies costumes and seventies lighting. Mm. Yeah, it was really fun. Again, their lighting game is on Here point. I like want it. Kevin to sing more. He has the best voice. I know. Yeah. He's the least auto-tuned of them. Agreed. I know this show is heavy on the auto-tune, which is too bad because I can tell a couple of them can really sing, like Josie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't love Madeline Pesh's singing this episode. Nope. Well, part of the problem is her lip syncing. Yeah. Her lip syncing is really bad. Yeah. Who? Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl. Oh. Like, yeah, there's a real disconnect. She felt the most studio dubbed over at several big points. I wonder yeah. if, um, oh my god, I just forgot my... Flaming heartthrob crush's name. Tony? Well, no, the Jughead? other one. Yeah, what's his real name? Cole Sprouse? Cole Sprouse, thank mm-hmm. you. I was like, mm-hmm. it's a C name. Um, <laughs> Have he, another beer, Chloe. I wonder if he had to um, shoot something, and that's why he's in it, like something else, and that's why he's barely in this I, episode. I bet he's just like, I can't sing. Also that, probably. And he probably sings just fine, but he seems like the sort of person who maybe wouldn't want to do anything less than perfect. Yeah, he does have perfect hair, I've noticed, in every single video I've seen of him. Mm-hmm. He seems to work hard on his hair. Sorry, it is garbage that Kevin didn't let her audition. Yep, agreed. Is Cheryl is a bully. Like, I know she's trouble, but, like, outwardly to all these Riverdale kids, Cheryl is a bully who's mm-hmm. mean to everyone. Mm-hmm. And Ethel didn't even get to audition, and then Betty makes it clear that Jughead is filming this. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I don't like Betty at all in this episode. Yeah. I want the Ethel show. Mm-hmm. I want the Ethel, Josie, Tony, and Kevin show. I would like it, I would like Ethel's to have a plot one day where someone isn't screwing her over. Well, I just yeah. in season one, I was hoping Ethel and Jughead would get together. One, she's oh. not, she's obviously not a big girl, but she's bigger for this um, universe where everyone's a model. Mm-hmm. And in um, some Archie comics, Jughead and Ethel did get together, and she really liked him and had a crush on him. There's nothing about the original Ethel in this version of Ethel yeah. except that mm-hmm. they decided she's kind of frumpy. Yeah. And I would argue a lot of that is that the original Ethel didn't usually get a lot of depth or material either. No. Like, I'm I'm loving this interpretation so far. Oh, yeah. It's as, just as like she's little played. hints of the comic in there. Yeah. She she could have been more written. Yeah. But I'm talking over FP and Alice, and that's Sorry. criminal. That's, I, 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 if I'm going to talk over FP and Alice, I should probably talk about FP and Alice. Because uh, she's dressed to meet up with him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this is such a hot pairing. Why didn't they do more with this? I'm sure it's still coming. They're teasing us. They're no, teasing but, us. But, hmm. They're oh. they're teasing us. There's my high school. <laughs> we were debating. Okay, so I like yeah. this moment, by the way. This moment between Cheryl and Josie. Like any time female friendship can heal on screen, I'm here for it. Yeah. <clears throat> it is unfortunately. One of the worst scenes of lip syncing of this episode that we're about to see. It really bothers me. You um, can tell that she is not actually singing because you can tell when someone's belting. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, she's yeah. singing so loud and she's doing nothing. Not Josie, um, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. I did like that this is a really, a really interesting example of, like, a supporting subplot 
that was drawn out over a number of episodes. Yeah. Uh, in a way that was mildly consequential. I mean, I don't but know. But at least remembered. I don't think Cheryl deserves Josie's forgiveness for what she did. Oh, I agree. I, agree. I don't agree. I think it is. I don't think it's that big a deal. She to sent find... her heart, didn't she? I don't think that was her. Mm. For one thing, I don't that think was that was her dream sequence, wasn't it? No, I don't know. I mm. don't think it was her. And two, mm. it is not that weird to find out that your friend has a crush on you and has drawn a picture of you. That's but not the end of the fucking. It's world. not the crush though. It's the fake stalking and the gaslighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the pretending that Josie was in danger so that she would be close to Cheryl. Yeah, when there was an actual serial killer out. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, All I right. totally agree. A girl crush is not worth uh, a, a crush of any sort is not worth fuss. But um, yeah, I think Cheryl went way above and beyond that. Mm-hmm. I also think like. Uh, it it just disappoints me when I see people not know how to do musical theater acting. There's mm. nothing real happening in any of this. Mm. I'm not saying they're bad actors the rest of the time. Riverdale's acting is often called into question, but that's not the mm-hmm. point. It's that I'd like to see them actually mm. doing some musical theater. Mm-hmm. They're just standing there. But Josie's pants are on point. They are. <laughs> I liked that all their choreo was very much in the in the like camp musical theater. I mean, they just kind of walked around. Yeah, it was. It it felt believable for a high school's choreo, mm-hmm. compared to what I think many thing many shows or many movies do when they try to show theater mm-hmm. in any context. Um, I'm not here for you right now, Hiram. Can you not? <laughs> yeah, can you not? Also, I'm no longer here for Hiram. Yeah, just across the board this episode. Mm-hmm. Ah, this is like the best song from Carrie the Musical. Love Tony's costume. Yeah, also all these high-waisted pants. Mm. Like, I don't, I'm so regretful that those ever went out of style. They're back for, in style. Are they? Yep. Because for hipsters, they though. Look, they look good on every body. Oh, yeah. This Male, is... female, in between. They, it looks good on everyone. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're back in style for hipsters. You get them at Urban Outfitters. Great. I'm buying a pair. Yes? You were saying. Well, I was saying that this is the number with all the extra extras that I was thinking about. But now I'm thinking about my nice pair of high-waisted Levi's back in Alberta that I've relegated to being stainable farm pants. Uh, Apparently that was a poor fashion choice. Oops. They're super comfy, too. (laughs) Camila Mendez with no facial expressions. Also, are these dancers all from Vancouver? Because I want to know where they're hiding and cast them in things. I know. (laughs) Also, why aren't you letting Ethel participate in the number, Kevin? Mm Mm-hmm. Like at all. Like... (sighs) Do you mean to say that gay men are sexist? No. Oh, no. You know, it's I'm okay. here for that conversation happening <laughs> here. I think, I think on Riverdale, Kevin Keller would be an excellent vehicle to have some good conversations about ways uh, gay men can be jerks too. This is inappropriate for a high school. Oh, but it's so hot. It, they're <laughs> 16. Well, um, that's, when, that's when it matters though. Like when people do that to me now, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's a butt. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm here for still... it as a stage choice. I I see how it shouldn't be in a high school production. I guess. <laughs> well, see, I would have loved for a teacher or Mr. Weatherby to stop things there mm. and like oh, have yeah, a moment of like, hey, that's not appropriate. <laughs> They're just allowed to do whatever they want. Where is their teacher supervisor? To be fair, the Pussycats, our local celebrities, are best known for their shtick of like tight, okay, like cat ears. 
Yeah, but like they, you know, <clears throat> it's their little cat costumes. It's maybe fine, like a dance costume. Mm. Also, um, Betty, Jesus. Yeah, Betty has in front of some everybody. salt today. Some horrible, horrible chip on her shoulder this episode. And her Farrah Fawcett hair. Oh, I'm so here for the Farrah Fawcett hair. <laughs> See, again, really um, quick cuts coming up shortly where we cut to in between you know, some some um, naturalism, some dream sequence type stuff. Um, and again, I thought it worked well for the pacing because it carried me through these really, um, what I think could otherwise be some very interpersonal slogs of scenes. Mm-hmm. Also, why did we cut to fangs there? They're, I don't know. They're lacing fangs in hard yeah, this episode. But he didn't have any lines. Nope, nope. He really just weird. is yeah, he slightly touchy with Kevin. And... He has some lines in a bit. Excellent. I'm speaking hyperbolically. Oh. Now, let's talk about the fact that Jughead thinks he's filming reality television. This is very American <laughs> Beauty creepy kid. I'm kind of digging it, though. <laughs> I feel like that is the version of Jughead that I enjoyed the most. No, I agree. It's just a, st- it's mm. a departure from what he's been lately. No. But who yeah. knows what Jughead is. <laughs> not the writer. Certainly not an asexual burger eater. I've, like, okay, so there was, like, five times I missed where he could have been eating a burger. Yeah. <laughs> also, why did they get Archie and Veronica to do this? Or Veronica, sorry, Betty to do this awkward song about being a couple? Like, are I don't we, know. Are we well, it's this? like why? Why are we not having some weird tension here then? For with the, you know, the love triangle. Why aren't they going into the dream theater? Mm. Like weird, weird. Oh, choices. he's he's singing mm. that she's like nice, and she's all like, "Oh, I'm not actually nice. I should go be nice to my friend." That's what's happening. I figured mm. it out. Right, because then that cuts to their reconciliation, which feels fast-forwarded through conversations through song. I thought that the first time through, like, how are they reconciling so quickly? Yeah. Um, Because this came a little out of the blue after how salty Betty has been all episode to me. Yeah. Like, just mean. She's been mean. She's, she's, yeah. Well, that looks like a high school band room, at least. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's totally, that's the music room that uh, Miss Grundy and Archie used to have sex in. Oh, Ah! no. Why? <laughs> we were watching the um, 1964 oh, yeah. Archie pilot. Much better handling of Miss Grundy. Mm. All She's to, into Mr. across Weatherby the board. In that episode. Yeah. Nice. Of course, so are three other women. So. Well. Miss, mishandling of other things. When I think of Archie Comics, I think, who isn't into Mr. Weatherby? Weatherby. You know who. Lily Reinhardt reminds me of. Mm. She reminds me of Saoirse Ronan. Oh, yeah. I've been looking at her face and going like, who's the other famous person she reminds me of? And it's Saoirse Ronan. But I feel like Lily Reinhardt is more like, like the Venice Beach version of Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> and not in a bad way. I love Venice Beach. Like how they just sang a duet to make up. I like it. There's no music in real life. Wouldn't it make things easier, though? Oh, this is so dastardly. Yeah, this is straight, I'm pretty sure like... I'm in high school, also. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a plot pacing of a stage musical. The yeah. villain is going to drop in, drop the mm-hmm. dastardly there was like so many, bit of info. There's like 18 better ways to write this scene. Yeah. Ooh. It's like they don't even care, but I love Mr. Lodge's suit. <laughs> <sighs> I love... I also, I love how... How salty and like sad, dad disappointed. Um, Luke Perry. Luke yeah. Perry is like he's just like. Murder. Oh my There's gosh! Just so many dicks happening here. It's also like what? <laughs> he's your daughter's short-term boyfriend. What are you doing? 
I don't know. I definitely really bore weird. witness to some very long-term partnerships in high school. Well, it's not that. It's they haven't even been together that long in world. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Hmm. Luke Perry plays disappointed dad really well. I'd be yeah. disappointed right. too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Also, I like the implication is that Hiram went around all over Riverdale High looking for um, the two of them because how would he know where they were? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. He walked into every yeah. room with a smug look on his face and then turned around and walked out. So, Mansion Amic. Hmm sells all this poor dialogue so mm. beautifully like yeah. she's just like um talking to chick here in this voicemail and i just my little heart is just crumbling <laughs> is chick short for something charles okay yeah, really i think so hmm. it's like chuck it makes sense makes sense it's odd that it would be abbreviated to chick in adoption and then stick yeah eh, character names are weird I could be wrong about that. I actually don't know. Maybe it's short for something else. Charles makes sense. Man. Kevin's selling some real panic dyes. Nice use here. of the, like, I wonder if they'll cut to a medium shot of the two of them again. Hmm. Because the windows are used really well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I like the windows. Are we going to go back? No, we're not. Mm. Um, what a waste was... of a setup. Yeah. Also not how we deal with things like death threats, Fessy Kevin. Terrorism. Also, her mom literally appears from nowhere. She also walked into every hallway yeah. in the school dramatically. Yeah, she ne- she never comes to Riverdale High. There she is. Oh, oh, oh. oh boy, God. the Blossoms. This character is so cardboard cutout evil. Yeah, because like Cheryl has the free time because she attends the play later, so it's like just let her. You don't want her around anyway. Let her do the show. <laughs> Right, but she attends the show after a certain conversation that she has with Mama. Well, sure. Yeah, you're right. Also, the whole breaking out of the nunnery thing. Gosh. Yeah. Ghoulish nunnery. The ghoulish nunnery. Oh, boy. Wow. I felt for Cheryl in this scene. I really super did, too. Yeah. It's like, what's she going to do? Lock her in her room? It's an extracurricular activity. Well, but she's doing it without permission. She's doing it with a gaze. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. All Here's the public fangs. gaze. Oh, hey, fangs. <laughs> what is happening? I, I like it. <laughs> They're giving Fang so many cutaway shots. Mm-hmm. They're setting us up for something. I like That's it. So bad for Ethel. She doesn't even There's get to audition fangs. again. Now, the fact that Ethel, I didn't catch this the first time, but There's we're going to see it later. Fangs and Ethel. Fangs. Something is happening. Not really? saying romantically, but something conspiratorially is being laid of mm. Fangs and Ethel. Oh, Moose is so happy that he doesn't know how to clap. (laughs) (sighs) I want them to make out more. Why do you want to be you, Cheryl? You're mean to everyone. Yeah. Also, again, give Tony some plot other than supporting her white girlfriend. Agreed. Make her white girlfriend support her, maybe. She does have a serial issue of supporting her white love interests as primary plot. Yes. But that's been twice this season. If we can get back yeah. to activist leader Tony. Yeah. Before the end of the season, 
with support from her white girlfriend. That would be mm-hmm. fine. Let's mm-hmm. see let's see Cheryl being a good white ally. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. That's basically oh how Cheryl won her love in the first place, right? Once again, to fix this, all you have to do is have Alice Cooper be the director of the musical. I'm kind of <laughs> digging Alice Cooper in these, like, matron clothes. Now. Oh, sure. <laughs> Those are, yes. This is such a... Uh. I'm also... To make this song interesting at all, you need a belter, and she's not really a singer. There's mm. Moose, there's Fangs. By the way, given what happens at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. I love how out of place Midge looks in this role, mm. in the yeah. role of Carrie. Like, mm-hmm. she's not supposed to be there. There's something incorrect has happened. Right. It's kind of neat. Mm. I just feel bad because Midge finally gets something to do. The All she's been used for... Mm-hmm. Um, in this show is to be a victim and to be a Jezebel leading Moose astray. You'll notice it's the woman leading Moose astray. Moose isn't the one getting drugs to share with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so Midge finally gets something to do. And... Yeah. Fair enough. That's interesting. Um, I do think showing a girlfriend placing pressure on a potentially gay, maybe he's just bisexual, boyfriend is still an important thing to have. I meant with the screen. drugs. Mm. Not oh. with the not with the gay stuff. With the jingle jangle? With the jingle jangle. Oh, yeah, but still, mm. I, I feel like that's code for I'm forcing heterosexuality on you. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, like, because Moose said, oh, Midge knows everything, and then she didn't know anything. Yeah, he just that was an Kevin. issue. I don't know if that's Midge's fault. I feel like that's a moose. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a moose closet. Yeah. That red. Uh, it's interesting where we each look. Yeah. Let's acknowledge how awkward this moment is. <laughs> oh god! This shouldn't. Goober, this is not appropriate. Archie. This is not. By the appropriate way, the first time. Yeah. Archie's I, face. This, I agree. But um, the first time we watched this, I like literally hid under the blanket. I was so embarrassed. Accurate. <laughs> Am I You're directing, directing a train wreck. You're directing Carrie. No matter how well you direct, it's going <laughs> to be terrible. The first time directing a train wreck oh yes cast dear. someone's mom in the show like you're no <laughs> like i'm cross, i'm, I'm here for these like two settling their issues and talking more especially as betty like clearly perpetuates ongoing learned behaviors of manipulation and power issues mm. like oh my god she's she's dressed like nunnish talking about chick she doesn't talk about polly which i find interesting Mm -hmm. but she's she's like in this like archetypal like safe feminine outfit and she's talking about this stuff Hmm. that's gotta be on purpose well i mean i think she was if if it see i think it would be better if it was a community theater production of carrie um Mm. because she's the logical choice for the margaret white role Back to this weird confessional. It's not appropriate for the high school musical documentary. <laughs> but think about it. This is a this is a generation. And I think we're in it that just like films and records and like like exhibits everything on mm-hmm. social media. Like this really isn't that weird. Yeah, but I feel like he's yeah. making kind of a mark from rent quality piece of work right now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> My film, your rent. film is terrible. Yeah. No, wow, it's been a while since I've seen it. 9 p.m. Yeah. yeah. With a camera? No, His right. His whole big year-long project is... Archibald. <laughs> Archibald. 
You named your kid Archibald. Like, what do you expect? He's going to resent you. <laughs> FP named his kid Forsyth. <laughs> right? It's a family he's name. not doing that. It's a family name. Yeah, but, I mean, I can't really say much about that, but still, Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Fairleth. Yes, Ryan. I love your name, by the way, Fairleth. It's so pretty. I appreciate that. Your name's fine too, Ryan. (laughs) Yes, all right. (laughs) And here, Archie does a morally upright thing. Yeah, I sort of like this version of Archie that's morally upright. Like months and months of praising him for this quality before we finally... (laughs) That's harsh, but he's kind of done some dumb stuff. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Morally upright characters don't usually lead malicious. Every time. Well, in America. No. Oh. Oh, boy. I'm hoping he's done with the lodges now because the the whole plot, this whole season, doesn't make any sense. I'm ready for Veronica to jump jump ship and start working against her parents. Really? I'm I'm ready for her to be Archie. What do you mean be Archie? Like, be the gopher. Yeah. Oh. I think that'd be interesting. Mm, I don't think they'd use her that way, honestly. You just take Betty's food away without asking her? <laughs> what? How did he even come in? I did not he notice was, before, but cute. Betty is clearly in on Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you didn't notice that? Oh, no, yeah. I, didn't. I didn't notice that either. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, Betty, I'm judging you right now real hard. Mm-hmm. No, she's making sure that, you know, her mom feels a thing. And I mean, it is her father. Okay. But he is uh, Hal Cooper. Who has a peony allergy? That's dumb. <laughs> Nobody. And she's like, I'll take it. I'm specifically <laughs> allergic to peonies. <laughs> Are you really? No, I'm just quoting. Oh. That's what, That's what Alice is, apparently. It's like saying you're allergic so to chrysanthemums. So this actor, it turns out, can be really empathetic. And he's playing this unfortunate character. And now he's got these big puppy eyes. And, like, what do we do? <laughs> I don't know. We just let it happen. <laughs> I was impressed with his delivery. The actor performed very well with this. Mm-hmm. I still hate Hal Cooper so much. Yeah. So much. And I am only okay with him coming back because I truly believe he is... <laughs> the um, romantic hurdle that FP will have to surpass. I don't want Betty and Jughead and then Alice and FP to be dating. I don't think Alice it's and FP gonna happen. I don't will <laughs> date. I think that there's going to be... I think now Alice is going to betray Hal. Yeah. Tit for tat, you know? And I think uh, that'll break them up finally. I also because don't... Because that's, that's how media does it. It can't be his fault. It has to be her fault. I also don't think um, our good old truthful Hal here mentioned Penelope. No, she knew already, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, she knew. She knew. That's that's what mm. he's apologizing for, mostly, I think. Mm. I could go back and rewatch this a third time, but... I could be wrong. I, I'm rooting so much for Hal Cooper to leave and be the Black Hood that... Yeah. Just see what they give I me next week. I don't think his eyes are green enough. Fair. He could be one of the Black Hoods. They oh, seem to be a cabal, yeah, perhaps. That. that the Blossom oh grandmother Maybe was involved she's the black with. Hey. Okay, I love this. Whatever yeah. set builder prop guy made this thing. Fucking, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, major. I already dropped the F-bomb. Major kudos. It's a swearing week. Oh, it's Carrie. It. It's a jalopy. So... 
This is so a lot nice. of things I really love about masculinity. This and is like most of them. Yeah, this is some of them, but also like, can't they just like hug? <laughs> can't they say I love you? Well, they sure can't watch each other cry. <clears throat> I have encountered men who've seen each other cry. Yeah, but these ones don't seem to be up for it. Is what I'm saying. But that's, you know what? They've got a cool bonding jalopy now. A bonding jalopy. And it's the most comics accurate thing the show's done to date since Archie's hair. Yeah. yeah. I love this sequence where they're all singing, but the cop is like wandering around. It's yeah. like a, it's like a, is he a symbol or isn't he? He's mm-hmm. just kind of like wandering around through this. They paid him a bunch of money to be wandering Midge just grabbed something. Shot. Veronica just put something down and Midge grabbed it. I think it was hair stuff. No, it was, it's a, it's a plot thing. I've decided. <clears throat> Dig deep. Dig deep. Oh, God. And we better get laid. And he's like, bye. And she knows. I'm not sold and on that. crimping. And it's backward hats. Ethel's so into it. Yeah. And Kevin, so you're, good. Kevin's a bully. Just casting his friend. Mm-hmm. Just let oh someone God, audition. Listen to that man's voice. I will accept. And hers. I will accept Kevin's failings oh, so that he can Tony. grow and be better. And sweet, sweet Tony's voice, just like a little smoky and. Chughead's so not into this at all. Yeah. And this. Oh man. Is a little bit this, spectacular. This actor in this dress. Yeah, that dress is so hot. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm here for this scene, this moment. Is and this I real feel, blood? I feel like this is why they did carry the musical, so they could film this. Yep. Essentially. That's fair. <laughs> I can see why it's catchy, I guess, kind of. Careful I mean, they're very careful so. in the parts they're showing us, right? Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I love how Cheryl has her own version of the pink dress, because obviously there's a pink dress backstage for Midge. <laughs> That's, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Just, Unless there's extra hoots and there never was a pink dress for Midge. <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh. And Penelope Blossom is on screen. Yes. Oh, God. And whoa! Look at Cheryl. Look at her. Hi, folks. Hey, hey Julia. Th- we're recording a podcast about Riverdale. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You're on it now. Oh my god! Uh, okay, so she looks so terrifying, and I'm so invested. But in the how, blood like, went perfectly on her looks. face with her, like the best parts of her face still hanging out of it. I whatever. It's a television show. What? No, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch Riverdale, Julia? I've seen some Riverdale. There's a lot. Happening I know that right that's now. Cheryl Blossom, Gothic what? Princess. Welcome yes. to the prime. Oh. The candelabra. She had to load be. that candelabra oh, up with candles. You. Oh my god. Nightmare, Nightmare child, child, what do you want from me? <laughs> you fell in a vat of tomatoes. you imagine too. writing this dialogue at three in the morning? This guy's like, yeah, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. I've had five Red Bulls. Nightmare child. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> writing that and letting it go this far. But no, no, Monsters. I... I believe Ugh. anything the Blossoms would give me at this point. Mm. I would put I'm nothing so past the Blossoms. Mm. 
So she gets that in so she can come to the show. Not into this dress on Hermione. Not into really? this I look like at all. Mm-hmm. I really, I like it. I Usually like it. beyond reproach. I'm into whatever FP is wearing always. There's never a time when I'm not into FP. Oh, sure. Oh, no, here comes this moment. Yeah, sad. Yeah. Also, get off the stage also, in did, costume. What did, what did he bring for her? Uh, he was holding his program, I thought. And no, FP's he little heart breaks. Oh. I want FP to stay. And here's and, Sheriff Keller, mm-hmm. Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop it. Tom. Kevin, could was, you be more extra? He, okay, so Kevin can't find Fangs. Mm-hmm. Jughead is, is filming. In Midge's. Fangs and Midge in a slightly what is happening, potentially sex moment. Something suspicious. Last minute notes. Who do you think you are? And then, <laughs> and then, and then, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. This weird thing and with Ethel. Ethel has her own dressing room, but everyone was in the same dressing room before. Also, no. lovely school budget that gives everyone a dress. Who is room. that in that poster? I don't know. There's Beethoven. <laughs> hey. But seriously, that was Beethoven. There he is again. Yeah. Yeah, this weird, I, what, I think it's a red it's, herring. I think it's a red herring. It I think be, it's probably a red herring. There, but... Seriously. Also, this scene totally reminds me of the dressing room scenes in Black Mirror. Clippers. I, I Look, 100% clippers. believe Ooh, that Ethel clippers. would be making vision boards. Yeah, but come yeah. on. All he has to do really is compare those clippings to the ones on the actual letters. Mm-hmm. The best thing to do here, Jug, is to take the actual uh, evidence of the serial killer letters. Yeah, because Jughead's I never love been this wrong. look on her. Okay, what or, you know happened what? in the background? Mention it to oh, the nothing. sheriff. He's around the corner. Yeah, he won't Barb. leave. Oh, it's totally Barb. You can't as Ethel. Trust the pigs. <laughs> but Barb saying. Barb and then here comes here I, comes I'm Moose, sticking around and to he's see mad. If my guy's gonna dance. What did Moose find out? <laughs> he's just an aggressive man. And here man. we are being drama kids. You had to say blah 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 blah. And then a very interesting plot point drops. The Chuck redemption arc continues. This is a heck of a plot point. I just there's so many things about this that make me uncomfortable. Is that the hot tub guy? That's a hot tub guy. That's about when I stopped watching Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) Your pariah shit. I heard probation the first time. Why are you in charge? Dress on the back wall, and then here's Chick. She's the mean girl. It's what she does. Oh, what is he doing here from the late '90s with that hair? Julia, everybody, so creepy, so creepy, so weird. So is he here for Kevin? Because if no, he's, he's not returning he's the Black Hood or not. I don't, I don't know. know. He's, he's not returning. But no, the Black Hood started way before Chick even knew about the Coopers. But like, he must be there for Kevin because he's not returning Alice's calls and Betty hates his guts, so. I don't know. Julia's gone. Bye, Julia. Bye, Julia. Mm-hmm. Julia's oh, spectacular stage manager and theater artist who we frequently work with. Hmm. Well, maybe we should bring her by sometime. Actually, I'm Chloe, sorry. I need to introduce you to Julia sometime properly. You should. The woman is waking um, inside cool her. It sounds so dirty. All of these parents are not here to watch this rando parent play this role in the high school musical. <laughs> when all these kids have to be in the ensemble. <laughs> At least Cheryl's like watching with a calm face, not a sad face. That she cleaned up real quick. And real yeah, good. she did. That was a lot of blood. Was it real blood? <sighs> I'm sorry, your voice is not right for this. And it just highlights how bad this song is. 
a long pregnant pause before okay horrible things happen yep so is she dead she must be she must be she she must be that's the read i'm getting too like she must be and i'm so mad because midge has only been in this show to be a victim Mm -hmm. or to be a seductress or to be in the way of Kevin and Moose being, you know, real Mm -hmm. together. And I think it is horrible. (laughs) Did you notice the Jughead just said Betty? Like he was worried about her. Yeah, that's nice. Betty's not dead. Yeah, but who knows what's going on backstage, right? They don't know. Yeah. They don't know anything. Yeah, because if if they can walk past the stage manager... Yeah, and it's not like there's no wings. The Where is everybody? I bet they don't acknowledge it, though. I bet they don't acknowledge that they couldn't have done that without someone seeing. I don't oh, know boy. what just happened in this show. Yeah, that was a heck of an episode, gang. We all screamed when that happened. Yes. Um, I am so glad the Black Hood has come back because I was annoyed by that not being resolved. I'm glad that Moose and Mitch was resolved. Back. No, it okay. was so badly resolved. It was not. That was not real. None of that was real. And I. I I'm glad it was, in fact, a fake-out, because they were so blatantly obvious with the fake-outness of it. It's a Snuggie! Is it? What what are you doing, Chloe? I don't know. I don't know what Um, that is. You've been sitting on a Snuggie all night instead of wearing it. Yep, you're not wrong. Um, (laughs) What was the thing I wanted to talk about at the end of the episode? Uh, The Chuck Clayton redemption story. Yeah! So, I'm interested in that. So, one of the things that has made me so uncomfortable about... The Chuck Clayton story for the, like, whole thing mm. is that the literal only black male character on this show mm-hmm. is the bad guy. Yeah. Terrible yep. choice. Also, Other than Chuck in the comics was always nice. Yeah. Chuck was, yeah. like, I believe Chuck was a very specific creation in the civil rights era to be uh, an interesting, dynamic black teen whose interests were art and football. Yep. Right? Like, like, he was an all-American black Archie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a very intentional choice at the time. That was quite bold. It's like, Reggie isn't used in this musical. Mm. Oh yeah, there's no Reggie at all. Why would Reggie not have gotten the original Sticky Maple Syrup, um, whatever, storyline from the first season? Mm. Why not Reggie? Reggie does nothing in this show, and Reggie is the main like foil for Archie in the comic books. Mm. Like, you know, Chuck's a nice guy. What? Like... Mm-hmm. It, and I mean, yeah, Reggie's a person of color as well, but it just is so tone deaf. It makes me so upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like all these white girls like forgiving him mm-hmm. or <sighs> something that we don't actually see on screen. Now, to, to be fair, it is it is Veronica who was in the original plot. I think the person directly uh, well, it was Veronica and Betty, right? and who is not white. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she is the queen bee in charge of this particular. Um, scenario, it seems. Um, I, I don't know. Um, mm. yeah. I don't know how I feel about Chuck's redemption arc, and I'm also not sure that, like... Well, there's also the problem of, like, like, I just, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this, Ryan, because you were about to say a thing and I interrupted you. Mm, what is nope. the thing you were trying to say? Oh, no, I, I stopped talking because I couldn't get articulate words Fair together enough. to say. Um, I wasn't I, sure what I wanted to say. I like the idea of showing uh, someone who commits sexual assault, coming back from it and, like, learning 
that what he did was wrong. He I, didn't commit sexual assault. He committed sexual harassment. Harassment. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 there is a distinction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It's important. Um, and But I don't know that like saying something like being part of the team mm-hmm. is like the solution. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems like very clumsily handled to yeah, me. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. other characters that they may do some weird messed up things that I just... I wish they hadn't gone so far to make every side character so dark so fast. Um, like uh, Delson Doily, for example. You know, yeah, yeah he's other... disappeared. Yeah, mm-hmm. another actor of color that we just it was too weird, and now they don't know what to do with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. just use Reggie to be a big jerk all the time because you don't need to make it better. <laughs> yeah. Given that they're not choosing to use Reggie as a core cast in any way, shape, or form, letting him be an unapologetic standing antagonist of the teens would be effective yeah he was involved in that with when the serpents showed up but they abandoned that i mean cheryl's friends with all of them now Mm. yeah yeah um one thing i did like about this episode to sort of shift the conversation slightly is i did like that it used um being an unconventional episode to tie in a bunch of plot points at once Mm. Which is what I felt like the Halloween episode did, the Tarantino episode. Mm. Yep. Oh, yes, I agree with that. Um, and I think technically the show shines when they do that. Um, yeah. I also failed in my mission to point out all the times Jughead should have been eating a burger. So let me do it now. He should have been eating a burger in the first shot when Kevin was talking to him. Yes. He should have been eating a burger while he was filming during rehearsals. Yes, all of them. Just for comedic effect, he should have been eating a burger while he was filming Ethel. (laughs) And then um, there was another another burger moment, and I've forgotten it now. Oh, he should have been eating a burger while... um, uh, Betty was inspecting the Black Hood note. He also should have been eating a burger while he was investigating Ethel at the end. Because yeah, he's not going on stage, and he has to sit still for an hour and a half. Two hours with intermission. And, uh, boy needs a burger before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Especially a high school musical? Mm-hmm. Mm. Where he does not want to be. It's Jughead. <laughs> yep. And evidently that actor does not sing, which I'm a little surprised by. He's a child actor. I feel like someone would have given him singing lessons. I feel like on Zack and Cody he sang. No, there was a High School Musical crossover episode, but I can't remember him being good or not. (laughs) Really? Of course there was. Well, yeah, Ashley Tisdale was on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and in High School Musical 1, 2, and 3. Everyone knows that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was more a Nickelodeon kid than a Disney kid, to be honest. My parents made me watch La Strada by Fellini when I was eight, so I haven't seen any of these. I'm not making that up. I have consumed up. all the media. All of it. Um, once again, just so everyone remembers, Kevin Keller should have played Tommy Ross. Ethel should have played Margaret White. Alice Cooper should have been the director. It would have solved everything. Wait, Ethel should have played Margaret White? Yes, because then it would be like, is she acting creepy because she's in character? Uh. Does she not want to be cast as the frumpy mother? Like, and then Alice would have been like, you're doing it wrong. I'm going to perform this song. Mm -hmm. Then she would have sung into Betty's face and still had that weird moment. Would have humiliated Ethel, giving Mm -hmm. Ethel more motive to um, commit atrocities or not, depending on what, how this season plays out. Still Cheryl and then Midge? Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah, I think it could have left other things un- unedited. Um, so, yeah, I would... 
I think there was definitely a, a robbing of the teens to continue to serve the parent plot in that regard. Um, and I, for what the show has chosen to be, I can appreciate that because I think they've really committed. I think they did this very well in the first season, less so this season, in having these parallel parent plots that serve to illustrate that these kids are are actually kids. I don't um, know. I don't think they're doing a great job with it because Molly Ringwald's gone again. Why cast her? Just cast <laughs> someone who can be present. Because like Hiram Lodge said, like, oh, mm. we can't be running on family, ma- you know, family platform because she's not here. I'm like, well, a less famous actress might be there. Mm. I don't know. They're still not seeming like kids to me. Archie joined the mafia. <laughs> yeah. It's a confusing television show. I'm still here for it. I'm interested oh, yeah. to see the conclusion. I enjoyed that episode, frankly. Yeah. That, oh, I enjoyed it, too. That was a very well-paced episode that kept me engaged throughout, and that made, made me properly scream at my screen. Um, and that's an accomplishment yeah. for this show. Fairleth, I feel that you, like me, and perhaps also you, Ryan... Um, to express affection for something, you critique it. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Is that what's happening? Is that why we're, like, ripping this episode apart and then being like, we loved it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I loved parts of it. There were parts of it I was like, mm. But, yeah, there are very few things in the world that I think are perfect, and the only reason that we would be good as artists is to understand why something is good and why something isn't. Mm. That's true, Yeah kind of becomes second nature to critique the things that you love You most. can't watch something normally anymore once you're in, um, you know, when you're in theater mm. and you know the mechanics of acting, you can't watch it normally anymore. Mm-hmm. You know you can't just enjoy something ever. Now, I imagine that, I wonder if that may have been very different for you, Chloe, growing up with much more theater and arts, because for me there really was a, a clear changeover from I'm appreciating the theater as an enthusiast, as an audience member, as a, as a kid, as a student, uh, and a sharp changeover in my early 20s to I'm I'm processing theater as a professional. And uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a huge slump where I hated going to theater for three years because I couldn't enjoy it as I was mm-hmm. learning the technique underlying it. Um, it took a long time to roll through that for me. That's interesting. I never went through that phase. Hmm. Um, and it's possible because I was raised a snob. <laughs> And, well, it's interesting, um, I, okay. A super snob. So a little bit of, like, story time with Chloe. Um, some friends of mine and I were talking about inner children recently, and I Mm. was like, I don't have one. I don't think I have one. And I was, like, trying to deconstruct, like, why I don't have an inner child, and I think it's because, like, my parents introduced very adult art to me very early. Mm -hmm. And my parents interact with, um, art by giving their opinion about it and that's how mm. they show love for it that's mm. how they show interest in it um, and it occurs to me that my inner child is exactly what I'm expressing right now which is like a salt, salty slightly critical snobby um, intaker oh. of pop culture oh, I think you also probably didn't consciously leave childhood behind right you weren't like oh no more childhood for me i'm gonna be an adult so you've just grown as a person you don't need to separate those aspects of yourself fair enough but my that's very sweet (laughs) um but my point is going back to what you were saying is i think the reason that i don't i didn't have the phase where i couldn't enjoy theater is because like i started not enjoying theater (laughs) Mm. you know what i mean like i started Mm -hmm. off with a critical eye because my parents are like very you grew My through that phase. My parents were so determined for me to be a literary snob. <laughs> and I don't mind. Like, it does make me very discerning. Anyway, this has suddenly turned into the Chloe Packer show, and we need to move on. Do we? 
do we? We do. I think we've hit all the big points. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> well. You're so interesting, Chloe Packer. No. Um, so is that episode. I, I don't know. I think that episode would have been a little more interesting if they had tried to be a little more like, let's look at what it would actually be like if these kids had to put on a musical. Mm. Like, oh, Archie was cast in this out of, for nepotism and he's not good enough for mm-hmm. it. Let's deal with that. That would have been interesting to me. I did think this was closer to to the high school experience than a lot of TV shows manage. That's fair. Um, yeah. In yeah. limiting themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like there was a clear limitation of the choreo, of the even the sets and the design in, this, in the dream sequence, that felt within a reasonable range of a well-funded school. I think it falls within the range of what those actors are capable of, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that too. And so given that ending, friends, like, to quote Buffy, where do we go from here? <laughs> I'm just offended that they literally gave Midge that part so they could kill her instead of show. Why is the path I think that's offensive. Murdering Midge all. that way is, I, I'm, I gotta see how they handle it next week. Yeah, I think it's gross. Oh, she's not dead. Mm-hmm. She looks pretty dead. She but looks what if pretty she, dead. She gets an opportunity. Oh my god! What if Moose killed her? Weird. Okay. Um. But what that, if she? That's is that's like, a story I wouldn't trust them with. <laughs> Moose is the black. Um. Bird. What if she's like in the hospital bed like Moose was? I'm great. And Moose with, is I mean, going to visit her. I'm more what, okay with that. She but, wasn't moving though. She didn't like open her eyes and scream or try to free herself, she, which maybe would have been a little gruesome. But she looks tough. pretty dead. She looked pretty dead with a lot of knives in her. She did have know. knives in her. I don't know. I she had that. knives in her torso. Yeah, we're gonna see next week. It was pretty. It was a pretty gruesome step overall. Um, I think that's the most gruesome thing we've seen on this show. Hmm. Hmm. Well, mm. we'll see you next week. Hmm. How many episodes have we got left? Three? Four. Four. Oh, man. Four more. Go from here. (laughs) Which one? I wish to do that. (laughs) Having a good yawn, Chloe, I think that means it's time for us to wrap up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, That was a fun episode. I'm glad we're back from a hiatus. Thank you so much for joining us, Fairless. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I like musicals. You're doing your hair in Tony braids. Is that subconscious? No. They look a little more Pippi Longstocking on you. I don't have long hair. It's true. I'm sorry. And it's only red instead of pink. <laughs> I want to be like Tony. Uh, we all want to be like Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Our podcast is recorded on, and Riverdale is shot on, unseated uh, Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh territory. Uh, thank you so much to Thundercrack and to Michael and to all of you for listening every week. All, on average, 65 of you. That's Something nice. Like that. that's, yeah. that's, that's like a room full of friends. What room? Yeah, a big room. A really big room. A gym! (laughs) A gym full of friends. I would like a gym full of friends. So my gym full of friends. Till next week. Bye-bye. Bye!